Alright everybody, welcome back to the Planet Field Network. Welcome back to another episode of PFN Live. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Monk. I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell, and tonight we'll be talking about uh, House of the Dragons, a review for episode 5. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out uh, Sunday night, as well as some other topics. Um, I believe the Andor uh, embargo is also up, so we'll be yeah. reacting to some of those reviews as well. The first four or three episodes, four episodes. First four episodes for critics episodes. came out, um, gotcha. and then the first three episodes dropped tonight. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. Uh, before we get into that, um, have you been have you been watching anything that you want to talk about? I personally, just real quick, I have not been watching. I haven't watched like anything. Mm -hmm. um, I've been. I don't even know what I've been busy doing. I think I was busy the past weekend, but I can't place like what I was doing. Um, been working around the house. Uh, got a new TV, 75 inches. Uh, Anthony helped me move it, so shout out Anthony. I went there to Best go. Buy and went to Best Buy on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Needed a truck, and so Anthony was kind enough on short notice to show up at the Best Buy with me at uh, the Galleria, and. Can barely. Oh, oh, hang on. We're getting can barely what? can barely hear. Oh, okay. Can barely hear. Whom? It's probably me again. It's coming through perfectly fine on uh, OBS. Hello, hello. That's weird. Yeah, I'm definitely kind of quiet. I mean, I can hear it on my computer, but I also probably have my volume up. So. Is that? Danielle, is that you could barely hear both of us, or you could just barely hear TJ? It's always me. Just TJ. <laughs> do you want to re-add or uh, delete the source and re-add it? Yeah, maybe. Is anybody that works. letting us know? Is it better now or no? That's, That's better. better. All right. All well, right. let us know if we if we have any issues or anything. But right. you're moving your TV, so you got you went with the yeah, 75 yeah, yeah. inch. Well, was some back and forth. Inch. Yeah. Uh, I did some research for about a few days. Uh, uh, not much, but now much louder than you. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try to maybe I can lower myself a little bit, but um, yeah. So we moved the TV. Um, Show it to Best Buy. We were waiting in line for like the the pickup thing, and there was like this really big TV. Mm -hmm. There was this really big TV on a cart, like over to the side. Yeah. And Anthony was like, "Oh, that one's really big." I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's that's it." And he was oh like, yeah. Oh, shit. So they brought it out and we put it on his truck. We got it on there and it didn't fit flat, and so we like had to stand it up. Um, oh my gosh like you would carry it yeah and we like strapped it on the top but we oh, only had wow. one strap so we were like we were driving down this or he was driving down the side streets with his like hitch open oh my and we god were just making sure it didn't fall and it didn't it didn't fall holy crap <laughs> the best buy guy was like yeah if it falls just like just take a picture and say that's how it came mm -hmm. and return it i was like okay um but yeah, got it here. Uh, Danielle helped me hang it up, and I'm 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 happy. I'll say, I'm very happy with yeah. it. Uh, it's just you, you the TV. I know you didn't 
you didn't you haven't seen what it like the house yet but the 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 50 inches wasn't what it just wasn't big enough wasn't cutting it and i actually thought we had a 55 we had so we had a 50 oh wow yeah so it was even smaller than i thought Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm happy with it and then the 50 uh will probably go behind me at some point yeah i have to buy another mount um but yeah i looked uh watched house dragons on it looked fantastic um What's yeah, it was a brighter episode than the last few. <laughs> it, I, I completely, I didn't know if it was the TV. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really bright. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Jedi's Return, the Obi-Wan Kenobi little documentary thing. Yep. And that was it. That's all I've watched. Um, what about you? Have you watched, have you watched anything recently? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I still have been watching a lot more of TV than mm-hmm. uh than movies it's just been a i don't know i just haven't had the uh chance or the want to uh go out actually you just remind me i should uh i should log the obi-wan mm-hmm. uh documentary but um it just gives me i haven't had the chance to go out um into the world to actually like sit down and watch a movie um mm-hmm. Just because I've been working a lot lately and everything, and uh, I didn't actually when I wasn't working when I was on vacation, I didn't go see anything either. Just because I was um, TJ's been what is that? TJ's been playing doctor. Yeah, Danielle got her wisdom teeth out uh, yesterday, oh. so I've been taking care of her. Yeah, been through that uh, <laughs> very recently. Um, well, shout out speed. Hopefully, speedy recovery. Um, enjoy the applesauce and mac and cheese uh that is coming your way um but uh yeah i just haven't i just haven't been out to the theater there's a lot of stuff i want to see woman king um even stuff mm-hmm. that i've missed uh previous to, to just this week barbarian i still haven't seen which i really was looking forward yeah. to um oh yeah michelle says shout out to uh the nurses and staff of the buffalo mercy uh icu uh i had uh my uh mother was in the hospital last week mm-hmm. i believe and so between that and a scheduling thing that's why there was no regular show last week but we did have the d23 live stream but again yes thank you to the to the nurses and everybody in the ico a couple of them watched the videos and then subscribed to the channel so shout out um if you're watching uh but like we said we did have d23 so we did our D23 stream, and at the end of that, we kind of gave a little bit of our wrap-up. But I feel like both of us, I feel, kind of walked away feeling pretty satisfied. And there was definitely some things that I think were lacking, at least for me, that I found. But I I couldn't mm-hmm. believe then when we kind of turned off our stream and I went on to, like, wider Twitter, how many people were saying that they were, like, so disappointed. Um, yeah. I was so surprised. But, you know, what do you think about about d23 now you know firmly in the rear view and everything well i mean when we were watching the stream i think we had already said there was like multiple things that we thought or expected to be there um it just weren't i'd say probably fantastic four news specifically um but overall i i'd say i was pretty satisfied i thought maybe 
I thought you could probably argue that ComCon announcements were bigger than D23 announcements, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty surprising considering D23 is the Disney like convention type thing. Um, Star Wars again was a little you know disappointing. Um, nothing for Acolyte, which again I was shocked. Um, what was there anything else for Star Wars other than like what was for Star Wars? Um, I remember. <clears throat> yeah, like you said, nothing <laughs> at all on Acolyte. It was like Tales of the Jedi. Tales uh, of the Jedi got, got a that. trailer. Yeah, uh, the and, Mando uh, trailer. Yeah, and Mando trailer. was there anything for Bad Batch? No. Wow. Yeah. Nope. An official. We got the Bad Batch release date, but that was just like yeah. said on stage. It wasn't even like a trailer or a teaser or anything. Yeah. Um, or even like like the people that were there got the Indiana Jones trailer, but there mm-hmm. is no title. There's no poster for everybody else. Like yeah. I don't know. That was just kind of surprising to me. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I was it, like, it was fine. It, I, I was, it wasn't like blow away announcements, which I think a lot of people were expecting. I was definitely expecting like something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Thunderbolts, obviously I think that was a, people were kind of figuring that was kind of happening. Um, and there was obviously the announcement of who's going to be in it, which is another bigger thing, but yeah, overall it was, it was, it was it was good, but I don't think it lived up to like what the announcements they had like a month or two prior. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. I think honestly, uh, and Danielle said in the chat, how about that high school musical D 23 news? Um, mm. yeah, absolutely. I, I like that, that a lot of the, uh, high school musical cast is going to be coming back for the season four of high school musical, the musical series, um, which I think is, is interesting and everything. I'd have to guess. I know they didn't announce this, but I'd have to guess probably that the fourth season is probably gonna be the last one. That's you mm. know they're, they're probably gonna bring in everybody you know that all the cameos yeah. that they can, um, especially considering I'm pretty sure I think both Vanessa Hudgens and, uh, and Zac Efron, Zac Efron were like yeah. both at that school very recently. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of up to something to to you know give that show a nice send off. I'll, I'll watch if they're like in the whole season. I'll watch season four, but if they're only in like an episode, I'll watch like you know. Yeah, they're probably only going to be like in an episode. Yeah, that would be crazy <laughs> money if they were going to get Zac Efron in for like more than one. Mm-hmm. That would be nuts. But um, yeah, like I, I, but I agree with the High School Musical stuff. I think the Little Mermaid trailer, uh, the Disenchanted trailer, I think a, surprisingly for me, some of the biggest, maybe not biggest wins, but some of the most exciting mm-hmm. stuff for me w- at, did actually end up being just outside of the Lucasfilm Marvel uh, panel. Um, yeah. You know, whether it was Disenchanted or um, High School Musical or the big one, uh, The Little Mermaid. I thought, uh, like, that trailer blew up, obviously. It was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it was just kind of a surprising D23. We got some mm. things that I didn't think we were going to get, and then, like we said, we did get a lot of stuff that that we assumed were, you know, in the bag, like Fantastic Four right. casting, stuff like that, that just didn't, uh, it just wasn't even addressed at all. Um, also, like, the Ahsoka casting with, with Ezra Bridger, uh like none of that was announced at all Mm -hmm. um but then there were other things that that did come out that i that i you know that like that werewolf by night trailer we we knew that was one of the things of werewolf by night being announced 
probably getting a trailer, but then what the trailer was, you know, with the black and white and the vibe and stuff like all that, mm -hmm. none of that was known. Um, so I think that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk House of the Dragon right up top. Uh, and then we can get into some Andor discussion and everything, but I do want to give a, a nice big, uh, conversation to House of the Dragon. So just what, what do you want to talk about with House of the Dragon? Up for anything. Let us know. Uh, right now we're probably going to keep it a little non-spoilery. Um, just mm -hmm. for, like, the most recent episode, but then we will definitely be talking about the most recent episode, just so anybody who's watching, uh, that hasn't seen it yet knows. Um, but yeah, where are you at with the show? Uh, I mean, again, it's just, like, it's just Game of Thrones. Like, it's the same, same vibe every episode, um, as the original series when I was at your house on... What was that Friday or Saturday when we were watching those mm -hmm. few episodes? Um, you know, it just felt the exact same. One thing I will say about this, it looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it was really bright. And I was like, I don't know if that's because you know how when you take a TV out of the box, it's usually got that like Best Buy or whatever kind of setting where it's like, yeah, oh, everything's supposed to pop. So it makes your, you know, it makes it more. You want to buy it more. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, is it just like, did I if I just not adjusted the settings maybe that it is just really popping but if you said the same thing that I'm you know that it really just was that it just really looked that good um so that was all great um I thought the endings the the last 20 minutes or so had the same amount of tension as any of the other episodes from Game of Thrones they have those classic episodes like you know Red Wedding episode um uh battle of the bastards anything like that 100 percent. they yeah. really did a great job of building up that tension um and i'm sad to see um millie alec and emily carey go you know mm -hmm. uh obviously the next episode they're gonna start with the older versions of them um but i i'll say bravo for those five episodes that they did they did an amazing job and uh yeah, I'm I'm ex I'm just excited for the rest of the season. How many episodes are there? Nine or ten? Ten. So we have ten? five okay. more. Yep. So we're literally yeah. right at the midpoint of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, I cannot get over this yawn. It's just it's just gonna live with me for for this entire YouTube run. Um, I for me, I just I just keep loving this show so much. Um, it's just. It's just going so, like, deep into the characters. Mm -hmm. Like, it is just consistently diving just deeper and deeper into everybody's motivation, everybody's relationships, everybody's everything. Um, I think a big reason uh, that I think Rings of Power for me just was not, uh, just did not coalesce. Which, you know, I've heard from people that episode four now has, has continued to be on the good path. There's some some nice epic Middle-Earth moments, so I might be diving back in. You know, we're at the midpoint of that season, so I'll give it another go, like I've said before. Mm -hmm. But just that initial watch, for me, it just was so surface level and just felt so much like... I don't know if it's just that the characters didn't feel real or they just felt... 
the characters in that show just kind of felt like they were like just floating in and out or above the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas in House of the Dragon, who the characters are and how they interact with each other is the story. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah. is what we're watching. We are watching for the the intrigue and everything. And yes, dragons show up and yes, there has been, you know, some great action. But really, we've now had two episodes in a row that have been almost completely absent of action. Um, mm-hmm. And they have been two of the best uh, episodes I think we've ever gotten in the Game of Thrones universe, um, like, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And like you said, right now, uh, I'm again, I'm, re- I'm re-watching the original Game of Thrones again. Um and I and I put and I say that not just in terms of House of the Dragon. I think it, it has been some of the best episodes in the entire universe. Definitely the best mm-hmm. Game of Thrones we've gotten, you know, in the past uh, four years. You know, since the since yeah. the second to last uh, season um, of Game of Thrones. But like you said, Millie Alcock, Emily Carey. I, I don't think enough can be said about them at all. Uh, with how good they were for the younger actors, we've talked about this before. There is, uh, you know, there's definitely some people online that are upset about the jump in uh, in uh, actresses there. But uh, where are you at with that? You know, did you watch? First of all, I know I ask you this every week. Did you watch the preview for next week? I did. I I I, I I'm uh, I didn't really know what was going on, so I mm-hmm. kind of. You know, it could, especially because they're kind of new characters. They're not new characters, but, like, they're older. I don't know what point in the life, how far we've jumped. So I was a little confused, honestly. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, I'll know more when the episode comes out. Yeah, Alicent in it. I would exp- I, I would probably say I'm going to assume it's been six years. I'm trying to think now. It's been probably eight years from this episode to next episode because allison says that uh all the crab feeder stuff she says that that was a decade ago or it's been a decade so it's been it's about 10 years from episode three so figure Aegon will probably be like 10 or 12 i think if Mm -hmm. i'm doing all the mental math correctly um but either way it's close to 10 years later and then that's not even the last of the time jumps they've already said so because now we're gonna get these incremental time jumps with the older actresses um Mm -hmm. so i you know i think that'll be super interesting but again just kind of diving into into this new episode now we will go into spoilers here for uh episode five of house of the dragon um for me one just for me consistently again best moments best characters thing i'm most invested in right now is gotta be viserys uh to me patty constantine and the writers have just pumped that character full of such mm-hmm. nuance and issues and like inner turmoil and patty constantine is just playing him like so pitch perfectly that like to me the best scene was when he goes to driftmark to ask uh lord corliss who again lord corliss uh, valerian to me is again just a fantastic character just does not take Mm -hmm. shit you know knows that he had knows that the king is now coming to him uh whereas you know we saw 
years before, you know, it was the opposite that Corliss was like, Hey, you should marry my daughter. We'll get this going, all that stuff. Um, and then that rejection. Now Viserys is basically coming to him, begging for, you know, his son to marry Rhaenyra and everything. And Corliss definitely appreciates that kind of switch because he even pulls the, you know, well, uh, you know, if they are to have children, wouldn't they take the name Valerion? And, uh, you know, he's trying to get uh, everything he can get from Viserys because he knows, you know, he knows that Viserys needs him more than uh, he needs uh, the king at this point. But um, just that scene to me was just so, so well done. And when his yeah. uh, cousin, when Rhaenys, like, grabs his hand and she can t- she feels that he's, oh, he's missing fingers and she's like, you know, are you okay? And he's like, I'm great. I'm I'm yeah. vi- I'm doing very very well. You know, yeah. like he's just so. He is the guy is just falling apart, and is just refusing to acknowledge it, um, which is heartbreaking and just fascinating and great to watch at the same time. But what were something, some of your favorite moments? Uh, well, it's something I just want to say, like about the episode and again time jump again we're assuming like mm-hmm. you said maybe you know a decade or eight years as yeah. the next episode um what is going to be the aftermath of everything that happened at the end of this episode that's why like is that addressed in the book like because i just feel like maybe and again i haven't you know i haven't seen the next episode so maybe it's all kind of brought up or it's brought yeah. up at some point but like he beats that one the that one guy to death his name escapes me. Uh, mm-hmm. Cole, Kristen Cole beats up um, Joffrey. Uh, forget his last name, but uh, yeah, the Knight of Kisses uh, or whatever. His first name's Joffrey, yes. though. I know that. Yeah, so he beats him to death, mm-hmm. and then he goes into the the garden and is about to attempt suicide, and then um, Allison comes out and stops him. She and gets it. yeah, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like, what, like, what? you know what's gonna happen but at mm-hmm. the same time it's like well next episode it's eight years later yeah so i'm like what well, you know like what is the fallout from this like am i gonna get to know or are we just gonna like i'm sure stop? well i think in general i think we'll be filled in with context for sure but i right. think in general the 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 show sets sets it up that she allison especially has just got Kristen cole over a barrel mm-hmm. um and i think it's a barrel that he is very willing very willingly, you know, going over for her, which is she showed him mercy earlier when he snitched on himself uh, because, you know, we had that classic. And I will say that, too, in a lesser show in I'm just going to throw it out like CW, like Flash, like something like that. In a show like that, you always have that cliche of somebody is asking someone about a situation but the per- but they're not saying specifically what it is so the person you know thinks they're talking about one thing but really they're talking about another uh, and that's exactly what happened with Allison and Kristen Cole that she was talking about Damon and Rhaenyra but not right. using specifics and then Kristen Cole you know assumes kind of what she's talking about and then jumps to uh you know, yes, you're right. There was an infidelity. It was, it, you know, I broke my vow. He snitches on himself, even though Allison knew nothing about it. Um, and he go, he says, you know, be kind, have mercy. 
just give me a quick death. You know, he's ready to die right there. Allison says, no, that's okay, just go. So she spares him and shows mercy there, and then he's going to do the act himself. And then again, Allison steps in and stops him. So, you know, I think we're definitely going to see Kristen Cole joining, you know, Team Allison, mm. Team Green. Uh, Especially, uh, <laughs> just re- like like you said, what were one of my one of my favorite moments? I think one of one of my favorite moments of the episode was when they're on the boat and mm-hmm. Kristen Cole is basically asking, like, can we just like run away together and everything? And basically, Renera is like, you know, like I'm gonna marry um, Sir Lanor, mm-hmm. but you know that doesn't mean we can't still fool around like we were doing the last episode. Yeah, and he's like, well, that's not what like i don't want that like yeah. i, I want to be with just you like i don't want to be this you know this side, side piece, piece. Uh, yeah exactly that you run to when you know uh and obviously say sir lanor has his own things that he's doing mm-hmm. um and they have that agreement that they're going to see other people while they'll still be married for the public perception mm-hmm. but i really like that scene where they're just kind of going back and forth and you know he's very uh and it, what she says no too he like is like I gave up, you know, my oath of the King's Guard to protect you and all this stuff for what happened and now, you know, you're letting me you know, I'm just this I'm just not I'm not priority, I guess, per se, to you. Yeah. And I thought that was a really like big moment for his character. Yeah, it's like I gave I gave up everything <clears throat> uh-huh. to do that with you, you know, just because your life right. might not change or just because you know, Lanor is okay with this. You know, I'm not okay with this. And then that, to bridge us all the way now to the wedding, mm-hmm. that goes to what happens with him and Joffrey. Of, you might be okay with this, but I, Kristen Cole, I am not okay with this. You know, y- yeah. you know, you can't just assume that. So I think when Joffrey goes up to him and is like, hey, you know, I think we we both have yeah. an interest in this relationship. Kristen Cole is like, you know, I don't know you. What are you taught? You know, I maybe you are in on this situation or not, but like you know, get away from me. And he's not like in on it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of because I texted you, I was like, I don't what I was like, what caused him to have that reaction to yeah. him saying that? Um, it's pretty crazy too because we we well we haven't talked about damon at all but mm-hmm. you know he walks in like this guy who's clearly not he, he should not be here at this wedding uh but yet he walks in you know acting like you know nothing's happening nobody's looking at him and then you get that little quick you know 10 second 15 second scene with him and renera and then you know they start to build the tension, like people are dancing, it's getting louder, and Viserys is looking over, like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, it's like Kristen Cole is beating the hell out of Joffrey. And you're yeah. like, what happened to Damon? <laughs> he just, like, disappears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, again, like I said, that is that was, again, another high moment of the episode for me, for just building the tension, not knowing what's going to happen, and then it's being something that you definitely did not expect. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I really, um, I, I heard, uh, Christian Harloff described it as, cause I was, I was saying it just felt like a powder keg, but he was, he said it's, it was like somebody turned on the gas on the stove and, and just kept, 
you know, pumping more and more gas into the room and you were just waiting for somebody to to strike the match. You know, you're just waiting for it all to go off. Did you ever see or if anyone in chat knows, did you ever see um, the Phantom of the Opera movie? No, I've never seen that. Um, So the song uh, Masquerade is like very this very like kinetic like song that ramps up in speed and goes like crazy and there's da- this dancing and stuff and the way that it's shot in the in the jerry or not jerry burkheimer in the um oh my god he just died who did the two batman movies joel schumacher the joel schumacher oh, yeah, uh yep. yeah um did i ever see it there you go um but it reminded me of that scene from phantom of the opera that it, it was just it just the dancing and like you said the music kept getting louder it was like as a viewer the show was giving you sensory overload that it was just like cranking everything up to 11 and you're there's just like it literally was like there was just like this buildup of energy mm-hmm. And you're just, like, waiting for something to snap. And then I love, too, that it was purposefully – you didn't see what happened right away. You're you're on Viserys. Yeah. You're, you're with him watching them, and then all of a sudden you hear, you know, the sound of a, of a knife coming out and screaming. And you're in his confusion because, you know, just like you said, what the hell caused that? That's exactly what everyone that's there is thinking too, and I, and I love the way that they could that they shot that because it could have very well been the exact same events, but but you know we could have seen Kristen Cole you know make an angry face and then you know walk over to him and be like you know I'm I'm getting this guy, uh you know, but I like that they kind of left it open ended that way, um, but I do think at the end of the day I do think it was just that Kristen Cole just he had already thought that he was going to die anyways, so I think he just thought, mm-hmm. I got nothing else to lose. This guy just insulted Renera, who I'm supposed to protect. I'm still pissed at her. He's coming up to me saying that he knows that I'm sleeping with, you know, right. uh, uh, the the woman who's going to be our queen. You know, I think he's pissed about that pissed that this guy just like kind of comes up to him and, and assumes to know you know or or you know says i have all this information on you and i think he just snaps and just goes for him um i think it'll be interesting one thing that we didn't get to see is what is going to be corliss and Renice's you know reaction because Kristen cole did when he was beaten up joffrey he did s- smack uh, Lenor pretty good. <laughs> he smacked him and, you know, kind of threw him off. Um, so I'll be interested to see what happens with that. Also, not to mention Joffrey was like a servant of there. You know, he, he was, he looked, he looked to be like he was kind of a, um, like, uh, Theon, you know, with the Starks, like that he wasn't a member of the family, but he lived there. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what the repercussions are, uh, for that. Um, but yeah, now we're moving into this territory with this time jump where we're finally getting closer and closer to the actual Dance of Dragons, uh, you know, about the uh, this actual Targaryen Civil War. Uh, we've been kind of getting a lot of this buildup, and now we're finally getting to it. Um, where do you think some of these people are going to side with, uh, like, like I was thinking today, um, I think I was, like, when I was driving home from work or something, I was like... Mm-hmm. 
I was just thinking about different people. And I was thinking, and, and tell me if I'm off base with this. Okay. So the sea snake, let's like Corliss and Renice, the Valerians. I say they're probably going to side with uh, Rhaenyra because you got to figure um, there. So Corliss is already, you know, predisposed to liking Damon. So mm-hmm. they're, right. he's probably going to lean towards Damon because Damon's going to back Rhaenyra. But also now uh, Damon and, and Lena were flirting it up at the party. She was saying, you know, oh, yeah, you're a dashing prince, all this stuff. Uh, so now they're flirting up a storm together. Now Rhaenyra is married to their son, so they have the vested, vested interest in her being on the throne. So I think that they're probably going to side with her. But then also, to throw an additional wrinkle in it, in the preview for the next week's episode, Allison's talking about how Rhaenyra's kids... They don't very much look like uh, Lainor, do they? <laughs> they, they, uh, they look uh, very white with very dark, dark hair. Um, so maybe that'll get. What does that do for Corliss? Is he gonna be like, you know, I'm on your side, but my grandkids don't very much look like my son. <laughs> you know, and then so that, you know, kind of goes into the whole throne or you know power question. Is like, well, if it's not actually you know, my grandchild or anything, how does that power, like, transfer over, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Uh, he, he was just focused on the last names. What happens if they're not even his? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I have a question for you. Where is this the last we see of Otto? Is he just gone, or is he coming back? That is a great question. I was thinking about that. I think he comes back. Um, Or I'm pretty, you know, I, I won't say I think he comes back. I think you, if you cast somebody like Reese Ivans, I think he's definitely coming back. Um, I think we'll even see him next episode. I just don't yeah. know what does that look like. I was surprised that he left King's Landing. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't <laughs> like he was banished. Um, but I think Viserys did say like he gave him a retirement package. I think he said like we'll have a you know you'll you'll have a staff you know taking care of you and all this stuff for your years of service to the realm or whatever but um yeah i was surprised that he up and left king's landing altogether but uh i think he'll definitely be back and i don't know i i think it i I just don't know who's gonna be hand of the king if and when there is a new monarch which my guy viserys is not looking like he's long for this world (laughs) Um, and it, it is breaking my heart every episode. But hey, in the season six trailer, somehow he lasted another decade. Uh, somehow he's holding in there. Um, he looks like he's ninety. Uh, that is one thing that that is one thing that is so sad. It's just like he looks so old. Um, but he's only supposed to be like like forty five. He's like well, yeah, what, he has. Uh... What is like the disease he has? He has uh, like, leprosy. leprosy um, right? Yeah, he yeah. get which like a lot of people were thinking. I know you and I even speculated. Um, you know, is uh, is he gonna have like um, grayscale, uh, like what Jorah had and everything like that? 
um, is he going to have like an actual like Game of Thrones disease? But then Patty Constantine this week came out and he did. He said uh, that he does. He doesn't. He actually just has like regular leprosy. But I'll pull this up here. He like, looks like he just saw like the arc and he's like, he's yes, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. One second, guys. Let me get this up. Oh boy! Like that's not even the worst shot. There's worse shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing is, too, is this right here. This is him. Uh, this episode. This is him in episode mm. five. This is only one episode difference. This isn't yeah. even him at the beginning of the series. Because at the beginning of the series, his beard is dark. He's super skinny. He's got this, you know, flowing blonde, you know, thick yeah. hair. He's already, you know, heavier and. Th- you know, hair thinning and everything. And then this is just like eight years later. Like I said, he looks, he looks like he's in his nineties and he's only supposed to be like 45. Um, is it fair? this is like crazy. I said, is it, or I think I said this last week or maybe I said it on Friday. Uh, it, it's fair to assume that like, this is all just hit from him. Like he got this from sitting on the throne. Literally. Like it's really just like stabbing him. Every well, time I think the down. leprosy was probably, <laughs> he already had it was like an an infection or type thing like that well yeah i think it i think the leprosy he probably i I don't really know how lepr i think it's i don't think it's a contagious thing i think it's like something Uh, you're born with or something you would contract uh, from something but i think what it is i think the idea is it's both is he got we see him get the cut on his finger and then basically what happens is the cut doesn't heal you know, that's basically what leprosy is, is, you know, it just, it deteriorates your body, but also, you know, if you get that cut or anything, it, it doesn't heal, um, which is, I think, you know, why then we see him lose those two fingers uh, in the following episode. Um, so I think it's both problems on top of each other, is that he's getting these infections and these cuts from the Iron Throne over and over again, which is saying a lot considering most of the time he's wearing some sort of armor. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. I just think this guy is not long for What do you think the official, if we're doing a Deadpool here, what, what do you think, um, what episode do you think he's making it until? Um, I think he'll probably make it. I'm going to say their second last episode. I'll probably say second last episode because kind of like a Ned Stark history of having the big things happen. The second last episode. Yes. Of the season. (laughs) I definitely agree with you. It can't Um, be past this season. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that, yeah, man, like, look at this guy, this guy, he like his hair. Like you see that TJ, like his hair there. Is so like mm. thick, and he's he's probably only supposed to be like thirty eight there, like late thirties mm. probably, and then that's him. <laughs> less than twenty years later, yeah, and he he looks like he's aged sixty years, uh, you know, not to not to use this uh this example so soon, but you know he's got he looks a lot like uh Prince Philip uh <laughs> when when he was still kicking, um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anything else you want to go over with uh, with House of the Dragons uh, or House of the Dragon before we move on to some uh, to some Andor reviews? Uh, I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind. Yeah, uh, like we said, 
just just show just keeps continuing to ratchet up the town. Oh, I know what we could talk about. We didn't we didn't even talk about um the opening. What how did you how did you like finally seeing uh, the veil and and seeing <clears throat> Damon's wife and kind of what was I'm happening thinking, with all that? I was a little, you know, that was interesting cuz now realizing it, I thought I think in the moment I was confused on who that was because I thought that the other lady was his wife. Do you know what I'm talking about? That lady, like when he's sit, like he's hanging out in her house or whatever, when he comes home from that night out with Renera, and she comes in, she's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Do you know? What I'm ta- you know who I'm talking? Oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I she that was, was his he, wife. <laughs> yeah, she was just uh, a um, lady of the night. Okay. <laughs> that he, yeah, that he, she was the and same the one that he brought to Dragonstone. Wife, correct? Right? Yeah, that's, that's the first time. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, at the mo- in the moment, I was kind of like, don't know who that is. Like, interesting that you know that was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poor horse, although it looked like it got up and ran away. So good, good for the horse. Um, but yeah, that was pretty. That was a brutal end to a character that we. Didn't really know much, but Damon always referred to her as he really did not like being married to her, and it mm-hmm. was just a clearly a political kind of thing or something like that, and there was really no love between the two or anything. Yeah. I think the funny thing is, because obviously, you know, he call, he says, you know, in the very first episode that we see him at the small council, he says to Otto, yeah. you know, like, you know, uh, he would rather... Um, spend his nights with the sheep in the veil than than her and stuff uh and it's like she's very you know pretty and you know totally fine looking and everything and i think that it just goes to show it's just like i think he just doesn't like her because she doesn't like him she's not buying into the whole you know oh you know you're this dangerous you know prince that does whatever he wants type of thing um, you know, she's not, she's not buying the Damon, uh, the Damon shtick, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love too, that he was just going to let her go and just let her, you know, die, um, on the side of the road there. But then she gets in that last jab of like, I knew you couldn't finish. And then he's, he grabs the rock mm-hmm. and just, I love that you get the transition of yeah. the, um, the knife coming down on the fish so that they don't, you know. They they said it, oh, we yeah. o- only one uh, head being smashed per episode, yeah. um, couldn't have two, but uh, yeah, I thought that that I thought that was a fantastic thing, and then that kind of going to who's going to take whose side, that'll probably mean that the veil sides with Alicent, because the veil is not gonna is not gonna side with who Damon is siding with. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna be pissed. I think now just um, real quick to try and connect uh, characters and who is where. Uh, 100%. Lysa Aaron from Game, from Game of Thrones. You know what yes. I'm talking about? She's yes. from the Vale, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Just, yeah. yeah. So when he says, uh, when he said to, uh, what's his name, Royce, the guy who came to the yeah. wedding, his wife's cousin, when right, he yep. was like, and I love this too, because mm-hmm. not only does getting rid of his wife free him up to marry Renera or marry someone, um, he uh, not only does it give him that, but oh, you know, interesting. Yeah, no, me and uh, me and uh, Lady Royce, we never had kids. 
So who mm-hmm. does her inheritance go to? Oh, I guess it'd just go to her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he worked out both things. Uh, and so when he says mm-hmm. to him, I guess you and I'll just have to meet in the veil and go to Lady Jane. That's Jane Aaron. So that's then John Aaron's probably great great grandmother or something yeah, yeah. Gotcha. so that yeah so that there is aaron you know the house of aaron or whatever is who runs the the veil the veil yeah gotcha okay and as we saw in the battle of the bastards the veil is not to be fucked with the veil is mm-hmm. very powerful they got a lot of soldiers um mm-hmm. you know they saved john snow's ass um that's what people don't tell you about that famous game of thrones clip where he's standing down on everybody Five seconds after that, 3,000 soldiers from the Vale come <laughs> yeah. and bail them out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but that being said, if I think if the Veil goes on Allison's side, especially when a full-on uh, war breaks out, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to, uh, to do some shit. Now, I do have a question, though, and I know you don't know this. I don't even know this. In the book, when they say the Dance of the Dragons and the Targaryen Civil War, is it actually, like, war? Like, do you think, like, is this going to actually be, like, how we had Tywin and Robb Stark, you know, in their tents with all these soldiers and men? Like, is that where this show is going? Or is this just going to be firmly in King's Landing, you know, political show? Because also the first season of Game of Thrones is very much set, um... There's also other stuff, but it's very much set in King's Landing just because you have yeah. so many of them in there in that first season. You're really only going to, like, Rob and, and John and a, and a few others. Um, but what do you think? Because I genuinely don't know. I don't know if this is – are we going to see a battle in season four at the Vale? Or is this all just going to be this political stuff in King's Landing? What do you think? Yeah, I'd have, probably have to guess it's a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. At least the – I forget what season we were watching. Was that season, what, three? Two? Season two. It was two. like the end of season um, two. Just thinking about, like, that season of Game of Thrones, the episodes we were watching. It was a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, they had so many characters. Like, we were like, oh, we haven't seen uh, Rob Stark in, like, two episodes. Yeah. And then we, you know. Varys. You were – you were Varys. for those who don't – TJ was <laughs> yeah. over, and we watched, like, four and a half episodes of Game of yeah. Thrones or something like that. And the entire, like, the scene right before he got there, Varys was in. And then Varys, he was like, where's Varys been? And then he finally (laughs) came back in, like, at the end Uh of the last episode. Um, So, yeah, I think, and that goes to say, too, about this show that's been different, is it has been, you know, Otto leaves King's Landing. If this was Game of Thrones, we'd get at least a scene with Otto, you know, in Old Town. Or, or on the road to Old Town. But that's not what the show is. We stay with the Targaryens. We stay in King's Landing. Um, which I think has been very interesting. It's been a very contained show. Uh, but I think we're getting so many of these additional kind of side characters. Um, that I, I think at a certain point, there's just, King's Landing is going to snap. <laughs> so I think you have to kind of spread the board out a little bit. And also, you have dragons, and we know that King's Landing is not openly attacked by dragons, um, at least for another 200 more years, and then the entire city is brought down. Um, You know, she will not be the Queen of Ashes, but anyways. 
Um, <laughs> thanks, season eight. So I, I would say probably eventually I think we will see battles outside of King's Landing. I think we will mm-hmm. see things like that. I think probably eventually we will see Winterfell in this, you know, show. Um, we could have very easily – and that is also, too, what I like. The start of episode four, I think it was episode four, where we see her um, – at the tour where all the the suitors are coming up to her in a line um you know and that is at uh i believe it's uh storm i think it's stormhold or something uh where the baratheons are from uh yeah. so i like that like they showed us a new location rather they could have very easily just been like uh or storm's end sorry Duh, stormhold storm, uh, i don't know what i'm watching too much fantasy stuff um they could have very easily just been like, oh, here's a great opportunity to have her be at Winterfell, you know, have her be seeing guys from the north. But they were like, no, you know, let's let's go. Let's show a location that we've never seen before. Let's fill out another corner of Westeros, you know, that that we never even went to in Game of Thrones. So I really like that, too. I thought that that was nice. But I but I am excited to kind of see it branch out um, and and kind of stay a little bit more with some of these other characters going forward. Um, but speaking of going forward, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, to some of this and or talk. So we got a lot of these first reactions, um, with the hashtag and or, I know I've watched a lot of, um, <laughs> that's funny. I've, I know I've watched a lot of, um, and or reviews today as we, we talked about earlier before the show, um, that the review embargo dropped at noon today uh to pretty unanimous um love and and uh, adoration for the show mm-hmm. um i know it debuted with uh, close to 200 reviews it debuted at 89 percent on rotten tomatoes uh which is like very good especially for that many reviews um for for it being almost 200 view- that that means basically there's at least like 160 positive reviews um, mm-hmm. for it on Rotten Tomatoes at the very first, you know, day, uh, which is for me a very good sign. But uh, I know you've seen some of this and/or reaction. But what are uh, what are some of your takes to the fact that it seems to be a very grounded, very uh, you know, character-rich story? And and what are some of the stuff you're looking forward to tonight? Uh, yeah, I great news that. It- you know, it came out to such positive reviews. I, I think it was fair to be skeptical considering it. I feel, just feel like, again, this mo- or this show has been in development for so freaking long. Mm-hmm. Um, and the previous shows, I think, have been, I guess I want to say hit or miss. Uh, I know, you know, I wouldn't say that. I'd say they have a pretty good track record of <laughs> the previous shows. Um, you know, obviously, Mando has been fantastic uh, pretty much all around season one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Boba Fett was kind of, eh, you know, a little bit of a wall, um, and Obi Wan was, you know, it was it was mostly good, I'd say. Um, there was a few things maybe that that didn't really connect, but other than that, I thought you know they were great. Um, and Andor is apparently like more of this more Mandalorian, uh, if anything, more like just like I mean quality wise. Some people saying even um, better than Mandalorian. Yeah, which again, which, that, wow. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
and me personally like i was very i wasn't very sure if i wanted to i, I was very excited about the show just considering i wasn't really you know that interested in the character mm-hmm. um but if it's more like kind of rogue one-esque in the way that it's shot or acted everything like that i mean i'm all or story-wise you know i'm all for that um but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'd say I'm pretty excited now because everybody, again, like you said, the consensus seems to be like it's very good and you should definitely watch the show. Um, and they've already greenlit season two as well, so. Yeah, I'm very, I am very, very excited that this is just, it just seems like Tony Gilroy just has this entire show just perfect, just mapped out entirely and, you know, they're just pulling the trigger on stuff. You know, it's just, this is what we want to do. It's, you know, some people, you might think um, it's a pretty interesting structure how they said this first season is going to be, you know, a year in five BBY. And then the second season is going to be three episodes are going to be one year. Three episodes are going to be the next year, the next year, the next year. And then eventually to bring us right up to the beginning of Rogue One. Um I just th- I think that's so interesting just, you know, but the fact that they already know that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. The fact that they know exactly how the story's going to play out, what's going to happen, how they want it to go. Uh it just gives me a lot of confidence in not just the show because Mandalorian is like, "Oh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau working on a show together. The trailer looks great. I'm sure it's going to be great." I oh, I'm very, I'm going to be very excited, you know, to see this show, The Mandalorian. I'm sure the show is going to be great. And it was. But this is giving me so much confidence, not just in the show, but in the story, in the actual story that they want to tell. I think it's going to be really, really good. And like Obi-Wan, what was some of the best stuff that we loved about Obi-Wan? Some of those scenes where it was just dialogue with him and Leia talking about, you know, you know, that he was taken when he was a kid. You know, he he grew up in an orphan family, uh, you know, of the Jedi, just like she was adopted, you know, by the Organas and stuff. And I thought that, you know, that stuff was really great. Um, we just didn't get much of it in Obi-Wan. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not in Boba Fett. Um, and then, like, Mandalorian... You know, we really didn't. We we get that stuff sometimes, but it, it's it's not really about that. Mandalorian is much more the kind of action adventure show, um, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I just think that it's nice that Mandalorian can exist kind of more in this action adventure vein, and then Andor can be more of the the drama, the the rich story thing, um, kind of like a House of Dragons. And, and and that's honestly, I've seen a I've seen more than one review today. Um, compare and or to house of dragons that they that they are just taking these characters and just diving deep into these characters and letting them populate the story you know letting the actual characters say you know what's happening and um conveying everything to us um i think that's just going to be refreshing to see a on disney plus for sure um, because not a lot of Disney Plus shows have been like that. Um, I think we've ta- I talked about before, you know, Miss Marvel for me, maybe not the best MCU Disney Plus show, but definitely the one that had the biggest, here's the story we're going to tell, here's the beginning, the middle, and the end. 
You know, like, Miss Marvel was a very well-thought-out television story. And or sounds like it's going to be the same way. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but what do you think, you know, what, what do you think about this whole, a lot of people have come out too, and, you know, some people like your Grace Randolphs and stuff went on these rants about how, you know, there's not enough Easter eggs or, you know, it's boring because there's not a lot of Star Wars, you know, references and things like that. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think that it's something that they should like stay away from, or do you think it's just good to let this story breathe what what are just some of your thoughts on whatever with andor so no something i think that star wars struggles with usually um is that they don't know and i a lot you know this has always been talked about how everything always has to relate back to like a skywalker or something like that like it's okay for it to be its own thing you know it's a really big universe um and i think you're seeing that kind of too like just for example, to bring it back to House of Dragons, House of Dragons does it in a way where it's like, yeah, you know that like family name or whatever, and obviously it's too early, it's too early in that timeline for them to uh, talk about anybody, you know, relevant in Game of Thrones. But they do a good job of just kind of like nigh, like, oh yeah, that's a Lannister, and that's like that's all you get, you know. It's not like a oh they're the they don't go too far deep into it, um, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe they will with the time jumps, who knows, but. Um, that's something I think that Star Wars needs to do a better job at, just in general, is just expanding the universe. Like, it doesn't have to be everything related to a Skywalker. Not And even, again, not everybody has to be related to everybody either. You know, yes. like Cassie Andor can have his own story and be his own character, and he doesn't have to be related to this person that we saw in Episode 7 uh, or, you know, any other show or something like that. Um <clears throat> and I think this show is going to do that, and and they're building it off of. Granted, he was in Rogue One, obviously, and Rogue One, in my opinion, was is probably the best non-mainline Star Wars story. And I would say it's probably better, maybe than you know, like I'd pro- I take Rogue One over for uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, and. I think it's really nice that they're building on a character that a lot of people were interested in um, and just doing it with the same style again as they did in Rogue One. Yeah, I, I 100%. I think I'm very excited to see that style. I know you, me, a lot of people are like, this is what Star Wars should freaking look like. You know, not saying that Obi-Wan didn't look great, not saying that Mando no, doesn't yeah. look great, but it's just there's something about that I don't know what they did, but I'll call it the Rogue One 70s filter. You know what I mean? That there's just something about Rogue One that just, it feels a little, like, a little grainier or something. That Andor has that same look to it. Um, and and I just think it just looks so great, just stylistically. And that I am literally just talking about the actual look of the footage. Um, let alone the actual, you know, costumes and stuff, which again... I think just look incredible in this and or with his with his little, you know, his little duster, his his long little, uh, you know, Western trench coat um, that I'm sure if Cobb Vance saw, you know, he would challenge and or to a duel for it. But um, I, I just love in the way that everything looks, even that first initial teaser poster being kind of like the wanted poster. It was just refreshing that it was, you know, it wasn't just, you know, characters face 
character's name exactly yeah um but yeah and that's saying a lot because that was one of the better boba fett posters <laughs> but um yeah either way if you could see some of these uh yeah i'll i'll read one we're gonna i'll go through some of these uh <clears throat> some of these social media reactions and reviews that are coming out here uh actually i don't know what i'm doing let me just cut out the middleman here and just go right to uh Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes, here. I just went went on. You couldn't, like, read. There was none posted. Maybe really? that was just my thing being weird. Let me but see. But I couldn't, like, read any. But I saw, like, one person's. And that was it. But maybe I was clicking the wrong thing. Ah! Uh, Jeez, I really want you to get rid of that ad block. I know. Whatever. All right. But, all right. Gosh. Oh my lord. Man. These computer companies. What can I tell you? There we go. <laughs> Are you happy now? Gosh. Yeah, but see how you can't oh, click, look click at, anymore. Oh. What the hell? 87 reviews. To, yeah, if you click on that, it only shows him. Nestor... What the hell? <laughs> Where are all the reviews? See other season. What the hell? That's Not very enough. interesting. Anyways. Well, let's start out here. <laughs> um, If you want to, I'll read one and then I'll pull up another one for you to read just because my, I don't know why my freaking voice is going. Um, This is from John Roca at the Outlaw Nation. Uh, some Star Wars shows might get pissed at me, um, but if I see any, oh wait, hang on, oh hang on, this is not, this is yeah, that was more of a statement. Yeah, that was more of a statement. That wasn't his review. I saw it earlier. I forget. I don't know where it is. Don't worry, darling. I'm going to see that this weekend. You are going right out to see it. Yeah. I saw his review on there. I don't know where it is. Did I miss it? When maybe? did the one where the episodes released? Um. Well, they got the screeners like For a week, them, ago, like mean, a, a week or two ago. But the oh, okay. the review embargo was up today at today. noon. But then the social media embargo was up after that. All right. Well, anyways. Here, he says, Andor is the greatest Star Wars content since Disney took over the franchise. The direction, writing, acting, music, visuals, and story deliver a gritty, grungy, ground-level series that will enlist you on its journey. Um, so, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty good right there. Um, that's what a lot of people are saying is grounded, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is, is very uh, exciting. Um but yeah, you want to take this one? Or I'll pull yeah. them up. I don't know why I'm not uh, pulling them up. Yeah. Um, so Dan Merle said, uh, now that the Andor social embargo is lifted, I could say that it's easily the most cinematic of the Star Wars shows so far. The first three episodes should have been presented as a one 90-minute episode. The breaks between are very random, but it's a great episode. The acting is top-notch. The, the cinematography is beautiful. Lots of shooting on location. A great score from Nicholas Bertel. And some solid writing thus far. 
There's so much ground left to cover, but I'm hooked thus far much more than when the review embargo drops next week. Yeah, I mean, everybody seems, or at least, you know, through two people, uh, everybody seems to have the same thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Again, gritty. That's that's big. That seems to be like a big thing that is through everybody else's reviews that it feels very much like Rogue One, which again, great. I gotta rewatch Rogue One. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a minute. I would have seen it if it was re-released here, but unfortunately, it was not. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah exactly. I really wanted um, mm-hmm. to see that. I mean, I work. I well, I wouldn't say where I work, but. Uh, I have access to an IMAX theater uh, for the company I work for, mm-hmm. um, for free. So I was really, really hoping that we were that we were gonna get it, um, but we yeah. didn't. And then I felt a little bit better when I looked it up that it was only at like ten theaters mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, and the YouTube channel Eckhart's Ladder uh, said something like, you know, I really wanted to see it, but the closest showing was. Uh, you know, 600 miles away. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, New York City is, it was showing New York City, which is, you know, a little closer than that. But still, I don't, I don't want to drive, you know, hours and hours and hours just to see Rogue One on IMAX. No. Um, but that being said, you know, I do hope it gets re-released again, mm-hmm. uh, just because what a great movie. Um, I think, I think maybe we'll revisit Rogue One and do maybe a Rogue One, you know, centric episode coming up soon. Um, kind of like we did for Attack of the Clones back in the day, just, just because of Andor coming out. Um, but yeah, let's see. Is this one right here? I think so. This is Alan, uh, Seppenwall. Despite some pro... Okay, so this one might be a little bit more of a, of a negative one. So this is Mm -hmm. Alan Seppenwall with, uh, with Rolling Stone magazine here. Uh, despite some promising ideas, Andor suffers from two big flaws. One, it's very frustrating, formless, uh, sorry, it's a very frustrating, formless example of people treating a TV season as a long movie. And two, it fails to make a convincing argument for Cassian Andor needing an origin story. Now, that that's something interesting that Dan kind of mentioned real quick in his mm-hmm. review that it seems like the episodes kind of stop at random points. And he just kind of made that point as well, where it's like, why isn't this just longer? Like, why isn't this just maybe like a movie or just like a two-part miniseries or something? Why is it, you know, multiple episodes yeah. that we're just kind of cutting random spots? I'm interested to see how, how like, just the randomness, like that, how mm-hmm. they're cut between episodes. I wonder if that carries out throughout the rest of the episodes as well as you go into 4 through 12 yeah what i've the consensus i've gotten uh, like i said I'll, I'll say i watched dan's full review i watched star wars explains full review eckhart's ladder full review and uh christian harloff's full review and they all said that exact same thing oh and um uh jeremy johns i'm pretty sure yeah i think i watched his um although that might have been house of the dragon i think i watched a couple of his videos today Skids a little screwy, but I, I watched a uh, at least four or five um, full reviews, like 10, 15 minute reviews on, on the first four episodes, and they all say that exact same thing, um, which it which is the cutting at random parts. But something that Star Wars Explained said, uh, and I think it's probably fitting that it was Star Wars Explained, a lot more familiar with how Star Wars go. Oh, and um, the Force Center with uh, Ken Napsok and Joseph Scrimshaw. That was the other one. Um, that 
something that Tony Gilroy said as well is that this show is kind of split up into Clone Wars style arcs um, of the three episodes. So something that Star Wars Explained said is the first three episodes are very much their own arc. And then the fourth episode that they got was kind of the start of a new arc. So he said that there was kind of abrupt uh, kind of credits in the first three episodes because the three episodes I think are kind of meant to be split up into these individual arcs because I think originally we heard that this show was going to be uh, like five seasons and it was going to be like four to six episodes per season. Mm-hmm. Um but now it's been split into two seasons and 12 and 12 episodes per uh, season. Mm-hmm. So I think what they did was I think that maybe they did just split these up and create these arcs. Um, but basically what they said was maybe the first episode doesn't feel, you know, completely fulfilling on its own. The second not on its own. But then in the third one, all three episodes come together and wrap up really nicely. And then we kind of move on to a new arc or a new thing in the story that's happening um so maybe that's why maybe it maybe it's it is done intentionally as that kind of a thing that you know it's just split up into these kind of clone wars style arcs uh but i guess we'll we'll find out later tonight um are you gonna be are you staying up to watch this i know it's a big commitment Uh, because it's like an hour and a half (laughs) yeah i was just thinking about it it's quite it's it's a question you work in the morning also tonight no she let's thankfully she hulk remember moved to thursdays i was so (laughs) but you know if we were back in the ms marvel obi-wan days then yes absolutely uh we'll be overlapping Mm -hmm. um but do you work in the morning oh yeah of course yeah yeah so me i'm also maybe it's a set an alarm wake up at 3 a.m type yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm either thinking that or I'm thinking because it's going to be probably a shorter episode today just because right. we got Andor tonight uh, and we both work at 9 a.m. Um, so I'm thinking maybe it's a instead of three, maybe it's like a seven. That's probably what I'll do, actually, is I'll probably get up at seven or I guess I'll have to get up earlier than seven, I guess. Um, get up at six. Um <laughs> That was like seven, or if I woke up at seven, I wouldn't be finishing Andor until I need to already be out the door and on my way to work. Um, yeah. So I'll probably wake up at like six, and then watch the episodes, and then I will put up a um, immediate reaction video like I've done for some She-Hulks and some uh, episodes of House of the Dragon. And then TJ and I both uh, were aiming for Thursday. Looks like we're going to be able to do Thursday, but don't quote us on that yet. But um, we will have an actual and or review of the first three episodes up on the channel, like a full one as well. Um, but tomorrow, whether it's, you know, hopefully not, but whether it's this morning at like 5 a.m. or whatever, I will record a and or review for you guys before I go to work in the morning. Um, I, I can't guarantee that it'll be up, but um, I'll get an immediate reaction out there uh, as soon as I can. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for this. We got Adam Halavik here from Heroes Reformed. 
says uh, review embargo for Andor is up, which means I'm going to use this opportunity to tell you how incredible it is so far. The dialogue is sharp, the storytelling is strong, and the acting is fantastic. This is the spy thriller you've been waiting for. Uh, so again, we're just we're hearing all of this spy stuff. Spy thriller. Exactly. This is a spy thriller. Somebody said, "Oh, Winter Soldier esque," mm. um, which is very interesting. Uh, we got Jacob Fisher here. Says first four episodes of Andor um, are incredible. Cassian, Mon Mothma, and the supporting characters are all strongly acted and fantastic, especially Stellan Skarsgård's Luthen. And the actual look of the series will take you right back to the brilliant production design of Rogue One. All fantastic stuff. I've also heard that, that Stellan Skarsgård, as good as Diego Luna is in this show, a lot of people have said that Stellan Skarsgård is stealing this show um, already, which just, you know, sounds great. Um, Which I, you know, which I know... uh, it's very cool to have an actor like Stellan Skarsgård finally joining mm. Star Wars as it is. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. So to kind of follow this up and go into what we were talking about, when Review Embargo was still on for Andor, I remember seeing a tweet that Disney doesn't have a show like House of the Dragon or Rings of Power. Andor is that, a perfect blend of high fantasy scale and fantastic human writing. Damn. Wow. Wow. I'm super excited for this. Where would you say you're at? Like if you like on an anticipation level? Uh probably like an eight. Yeah. I'd say. And where where would you say you were? I, I'm not gonna add, I'm not gonna force you into a when, but three yeah. Four. Like like a three or a four? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really for me, it was probably when um, Obi-Wan was... Once Obi-Wan ended was probably when my anticipation for this went up. Just because I think that all of us as a fandom... Not to lump everybody together, but I just think that Star Wars fans and particularly you know Star Wars fans that value Star Wars and everything. I know there's some, a lot of other types of Star Wars fans that are really, you know, bad... Uh, bad spokespeople for the for the fandom um so not counting those people but you know just really need something different something that's i and i'm not you know saying this just because everybody says it but like just something that isn't tatooine you know what i mean and and i don't have any problem going to tatooine i'm not one of these people that's like can't we just get off of here Right. Star Wars, since its beginning, has been Tatooine and Skywalkers. So, like, I, I'm not really surprised that we keep going back to it. Um, and we will go back again in uh, Mandalorian. It was already in that trailer. So, you know, woohoo. Uh, but again, no Tatooine in this show. No Jedi. No Skywalkers. It's just going to be a very refreshing, kind of like people have been saying, kind of like a Winter Soldier kind of spy thriller giving us a deeper look at the empire and a deeper look kind of at the rebellion um i just i just think it's gonna be so cool oh damn i mean this is gonna be a good weekend we got andor we got she hulk we got rings of power and then we also got uh just on the movie side we got don't worry darling and the avatar we released too Mm mm-hmm 100 percent. yeah we got um and house of the dragon on sunday again 
every week every week the house of the dragon episode just like sneaks up on me and i have no yeah. idea why because i know it's every sunday um it sucks too because like i i do want to watch it but when it comes out at like nine i'm watching football and depending on the game like either i really want to watch the game because i'm not a big uh record the game go watch back like i i really don't care i don't care that much so i'd rather yeah. watch it like when it's on mm-hmm. um so every so often like i'll be like oh I, you know i just gotta wait till like tomorrow the next day um but yeah yeah i think uh i think that like for me because there's also these numbers out there. I guess we'll we'll move off of the Andor specific talk and then kind of wrap up. Um, for me, like these numbers that we're seeing for House of the Dragon, uh, I saw something today that said that the, every House of the Dragon uh, or that HBO Max subscriptions have gone up thirteen percent, like a thirteen percent mm. spike since House of the Dragons or since House of the Dragon came out, um, and that. Each episode of House of the Dragon averages 29 million viewers per week. Like, to wow. give you an idea, Better Call Saul br- brings in about, or brought in about 2 million viewers per week. Mm-hmm. And th- this is, you're talking about almost 30 million viewers per week tuning in and watching the show, most of them when it comes out or the night of. And that's why I always think that this, this uh, model that um hbo and uh what's the other one that does it amazon prime have of coming out actually at 9 p.m eastern instead of 3 a.m eastern i think is a way better model because it lets people see it and it makes it event television because as long as i'm off of work which you know knock on wood uh somehow luckily i usually open on sundays um and i'm pretty sure i'm uh open opening next sunday too uh so i'll be home to watch it again and i as long as i am home i am at nine o'clock going to be watching house of the dragon uh, as much as I had issues with the last season, I did the same thing with Euphoria. If I was home, as soon as it hit 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock, I think it was, whatever it was, um, I would watch Euphoria right when it came out. The boys, same thing. Invincible, same thing. You know, if they give it to me at 9 at night and, and I'm home for it, I will tune in right then and there. You know, I know both of us back in the day, and I know a lot of people, you know, we used to even stay up for the Disney Plus oh, shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people season like episode one, season one. I oh, was up till a hundred percent. Mandalorian uh, Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, no, a hundred percent Clone. I, I, honestly, you make a great point. My mind immediately went to the Marvel stuff. It's yeah. so weird because there's so much Marvel Disney Plus shows now, but then you remember that Star Wars Disney Plus actually started two years before marvel disney plus did Mm -hmm. but in that time star wars has done like three shows and marvel has done nine um (laughs) it was just like insane but uh yeah 100 percent. i mean mando and clone wars was just like back to back i mean i was even staying up for every episode of the bad batch um i think bad batch is probably where i tailed off of staying up to three every week um but then when it came time for that finale 
That Bad Batch finale with Kamino lost. What an episode, man. Bad Batch, great show. People are sleeping on it still. It's so excited. Can't wait for that to come back, really. It's gonna it's it's taken a huge step back in the spotlight just because there's so much live action Star Wars stuff right now. But still, yeah. Bad Batch is just killing it. Um But yeah, I mean I I just really wish that they would move to this nine PM, you know, thing instead of mm-hmm. And and granted, I know Disney Plus is changing and is evolving. You know, they're they're starting to finally spread things out on multiple days of the week. Somebody has clued in Bob Chapik that Wednesday is not the only day of the week. There are seven days, in fact, that they can release anything they want to on any of those days. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just super excited for it. We'll have the, uh, I'll have my immediate reaction on the channel tomorrow, like I said, and then hopefully we're aiming to have our full review up on the channel on, uh, Thursday. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about or anything that we missed? I'm trying to think. Uh, Uh, oh, what about She-Hulk? Did we ever even do a She- I don't think we did a She-Hulk review of the last uh, episode. You did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. But what did you think? (laughs) I it, it, this was the copyright episode. Yeah, it, I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. I don't, I don't find any of the show necessarily f- funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why it's, it's no Wandavision for me. Um, no Wandavision for me. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the character. I enjoy kind of. You know, some of the smaller hijinks she gets up to, like the whole dating thing, I thought in the last episode was funny. Um, But that whole kind of copyright thing, they really just kind of lost me with all that. Um, I did like the... I enjoyed the Daredevil tease. I did enjoy that. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Which is very obviously very quick, but... uh, And I I saw somebody... Yeah. I like the... I forget the other girl's name. Um, Nikki, yeah, I like her, but I'm not a fan of the guy. I'm not. I don't find him very funny either. I really like. See, that is uh, <laughs> he played Prometheus, Adrian Chase on Arrow, um, yeah. Josh Segura. He's a really good actor, and I really liked him in the uh, what was it episode three? I think where he was dealing with like the the kind of douchey guy. Yeah, I liked him in that episode. This one, oh boy. I I am with you. Over the top. It's not the it's whole not Avengers the Avengers thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the it it was too it was too SNL. I was the yeah. whole Avengers Avengers buy this discount merch. Uh-huh. And I think I even said in the immediate reaction was I was like um am I like losing my mind i i feel like we did talk about this episode but i i don't think we did because we didn't no, have a live didn't. stream yeah, um no. maybe it was just you and me talking on our own that must have been what it was um <laughs> i'm just like i i was like getting deja vu for this conversation but i realized it was off camera um i i just i didn't need I'm all for the the best friend side plot of pug and nikki you know getting her a suit okay great what I didn't need was, I know this guy, let's go to this place, then have this dumb comedy bit, only to then be told, we have to go to a different place to have another dumb comedy bit, 
just to then get to this thing to have someone else tell us, you know, this, that, or the other. Like, it was just all these steps. And I said in my immediate reaction, I said, I was like, it really kind of um, made Jennifer pretty absent from a lot of the episode. Yeah. Which was very weird, and I, I really didn't like that. I, I didn't like that um, she felt like she was missing in her own show for, like, a good, you know, ten minutes. Uh, and then her actual storyline with the whole copyright thing, like, to me, that was just so filler, just dumb. Not even filler. It was just like, why, why am I watching this? I really liked the idea of, you know, if there's going to be filler in this show, let it be an interesting court case like last week. That's why I think I liked last week with Madison and Donnie Blaze and all that crazy, stupid stuff, which was crazy, stupid stuff. But it was interesting. This was just like, okay, she's suing her for the name She-Hulk. Like it, it, it was just, it was just very paper thin. And for like, me. man, she really started producing like that product, like quick, like she real was, quick, you know, yeah. In a few days, she was making big mistake you know, on her part because the the judge order she got she has to recall all those products. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> really bad decision. You didn't like the? Um, doesn't she do like the? She's like, like that I'm itchy. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that. One thing I did like, uh, Mallory uh, book. I thought that she was good. She got a little extra um, time to shine in this. The other lawyer from their firm. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I did like their dynamic. I hope that their dynamic continues. That is one definite positive of the episode for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm liking the show still. I just that episode for me really did not do it. It it, it really just kind of overdid too much for me. Um, and I know, I think we're feeling, we're feeling the same way on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now I'll ask you this yeah. before we close out here. What is the better show house of the dragon or WandaVision? Oh, house of the dragon. It's not even close. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. He said, what is a house? If not dragons persevering, there you go. Yeah, no, house of the dragon. Definitely better show. Uh, oh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Iron Man game that got announced by uh, EA and Motive? Oh, yeah. Was there that? a trailer or something? No, just a poster. Just a poster? EA yeah. did it? Uh, EA Motive. Okay. I guess, so it's Motive, I guess, doing it. Who, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Motive is who worked on um, some of the Battlefront stuff, right? They did, correct. Uh, and, like, now. squadrons and stuff like that, so... A lot of good flight mechanics and stuff in Squadrons. I like the fact that it's single player. I like the fact that they said it's going to be a long story and, you know, it's a third part or third person um, Iron Man game, all that stuff. So. As well, it looks like. Oh, there you go. Um, um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not. It's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Man, I hope it, you know, like. I hope it's not bad. <laughs> I'll say that yeah. because EA, you know, I feel like Battlefront was. Oh, they did. Although they didn't work on the first Battlefront, so I guess that's that's different. I think that was Dice that did that one. 
Uh, Battlefront yeah. 2 is definitely an improvement off Battlefront 1, I will say that. For sure, yeah. Um, as much as I did not like the campaign, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was still an improvement. Didn't play Squadrons, got it, just never played it. I don't know how many people did play it. Um, not enough. Obviously, they're working on the Dead Space remake. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just for me, like, it's going to be compared. I think it'll probably be compared to, like, Spider-Man the Avengers. Wolverine game when it comes out yeah you know stuff like that so if it's not like you know up there you know they might be in not saying that it won't do well but you know they got yeah they got a high bar to clear it's interesting to me and I know that this is easy to say because it's like they already have enough on their plate but mm. it's interesting that they didn't go with Insomniac um but again like I said you can't make everything a PlayStation exclusive. And also, Insomniac is already busy with a new Ratchet & Clank oh, game, yeah. Spider-Man 2, yeah, Wolverine. Like, they got... Insomniac has so much well, going on that, right now. What, it was so shocking when they announced Wolverine, because everybody's like, aren't they doing Spider-Man 2 and, like, all this yeah. other stuff? Like, um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what you said. But again, what you said for flight, like, flight mechanics... Battlefront 2 flight mechanics are great, and I'm assuming Squadrons was also fantastic. Because Even better, like yeah, yeah. Espe- I'm thinking flying. especially <laughs> in terms of Iron Man, the yeah. the super speeding up, hitting the mm. brake, drifting. Right. You know, you can do all this intricate flight stuff in Squadrons that, you know, obviously that's a ship, but it th- that is also how Iron Man operates. That's how he moves is more like you know, a, a jet fighter that he, he kind of does a quick start, stop, change direction, you know. Um, and I will say it's the Iron Man mechanics aren't the worst thing in the Avengers game. Uh, it's not the worst part of that game. It's not the best part of that game. That one Iron Man mission outside of the main or outside of the AIM headquarters made me want to, uh, you know, punch a hole in my television um, but, uh, I don't know if you remember that specific one, but that was no, very rough. Um, I think it took me like five hours to complete, uh, cause I was playing it that on the hardest so difficulty for like, some reason. Oh, that game looked like it was gonna be so, so good. Just, I know. <laughs> All I could just think of is the, the Hulk hallways. It was just like, how many, how many times can I be this Hulk guy? And I'm just taking a taking a turret out of the wall and throwing it at another camera or something. I don't know what the hell. uh, (laughs) This game probably was not going to come out for maybe at least like three years. So yeah, at that point, you know, they'll have some stuff to, you know, learn from maybe what works Spider-Man or Wolverine, what didn't and improve on some of that stuff. And, um, but no, it's, it's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And we have, so now we have an Iron Man game, yeah, we have Wolverine. Spider-Man 2, a Wolverine game, an Iron Man game, a Captain America Black Panther game, oh, all yeah, in development. Um, who is that? Do they not, do we, who is doing that one? Uh, Skydance, Sky, oh, who is God. normally, I would consider a movie company. Same. Um, but, yeah, I get, that's the, that's who posted it, but I, I don't know if that's a gaming branch or if it's somebody else i don't really know but i know it's it's from amy henning is who's going to be working on it right uh but i I just don't know what studio i really hope oh man i just had a bad thought 
what if uh what if that captain america black panther game what if it's just like star wars eclipse where they just like put that trailer out and don't actually have a game mm-hmm. you remember also what yeah. the hell what the hell happened to that star wars eclipse Remember you know what I mean? you told me it was like a it was like a job posting basically. Was, no, it was 100%, but I mean like if they're not going to make that make that story in something else. Like holy crap, whatever the hell you were talking about in there with those, you know, Voldemort looking guys with the black eyes, give me that as a Disney Plus show. What's right. that about? You know, I, I'll so take far, it. <laughs> all it seems like all Skydance has done as far as games goes yeah. is VR based things, I believe. Oof. Okay. Uh, well, Sky, they did a Walking Dead VR game and Arch Archangel, which I don't know what that is, but so they haven't really done much. So yeah, we'll see what they do with this. Oof. Well, at least it's in development. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like for a while DC was really dominating the video games. So now Marvel, I think, is starting to make a little bit more of a comeback, um, which is cool. Means means great stuff for us. Speaking I got of, right in front of me. Gotham Knights not out yet. <laughs> I know, yeah, Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, all that stuff is mm-hmm. still delayed, um, which is crazy to me. I think but, Gotham Knights um, is next month, though. To be fair. Yeah, that, yeah, that is true. But um, yeah, and then we got Hogwarts Legacy is coming out uh, this Christmas, I think it is oh, holiday yeah. season. So like we got a lot of a lot of gaming stuff and, coming uh, up. God this... of War November. New God right? of War is November. Yep. Uh, I watched a TikTok that was like the God of War lore explained in three minutes. Oh no way! I don't know <laughs> what the hell. Something I didn't even know. I didn't even know that Kratos was a was a man. I thought he was a god. I thought I oh, thought that's yeah. what he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that he was a god, and then he, they were like, he was just a normal guy with a twin that all this stuff. I was like, I watched what the one hell? of those videos on YouTube. A yeah, ago. it was like half an hour or something. Like I know more than I ever have about that universe now, thanks to that TikTok. But I was like, a twin, and then he prays to Ares and then the, Ares shows up and puts him in shackles or something. I was like, what the hell is going on here? But either way, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Video games, com or uh, video games, movies, TV, comics, animated stuff, all this stuff. Uh, we got an invincible update that apparently in terms of the voice work, they've already finished all of season two and are already That's working good. on season okay. three, which is very cool. Um, believe it or not, I, I, the boys season four, they said that they're already halfway through the season, uh, which is insane. Um, the flash has already started filming, uh, for its final season. So we got a lot of stuff. There is so much stuff brewing and I will guarantee you guys, I will be watching the final season of the flash. I'm not going to go back and get caught up on what I've missed because I know enough of it, but because it's only going to be nine episodes, I will be watching that season of the flash. Um, probably doing just the immediate reactions on the tra- on the channel probably just because uh since it does come out at 9 p.m i could just watch it and then just throw it up on the channel right after um yeah we got a lot of stuff coming again like we said make sure to go ahead and follow us at the official pfn over on twitter instagram and tiktok um gosh i feel like i'm retreading the same stuff uh 
and or stuff. We'll have the immediate reaction up in the morning. Review tomorrow. Don't House really of the Dragon. Review, probably. Don't worry, darling. Review probably. I, I, I'm probably not going to be able to see it right away. So yeah, if you want to just could, record I one, I can probably do something. Maybe an Avatar. Kind of could just because I have never seen it in the theater. I've never. I don't. I don't. I didn't see oh it yeah, definitely theater. throw it up so there. I'll definitely yeah. do, probably do that one too. Yeah. Um, maybe don't worry, darling. You could do record this way. And then uh, maybe Avatar, we could make it a, a short because uh, we have been doing TikToks, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, all that stuff. All that short form stuff that the algorithm just loves. Um, but yeah, uh, House of the Dragon reviews are going to keep coming. Uh, She-Hulk reviews are going to keep coming. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We'll update you next week with if I've dived back into Rings of Power or not. Um, a lot of stuff coming up coming down the the pike and everything like that for the entire rest of the year so make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe hit the notification bell and make sure you never miss an upload that'll do it for me i have been one of your hosts sean monk and i was your other host tj cornwall thank you for watching as sean said please hit the subscribe button uh we're always posting new content on here as well as tiktok twitter uh for news movie posters etc as well as instagram and we will see you next time boom